0: Hey, this is Rachel McElroy.
1: Oh, hey, it's Griffin McElroy.
0: And this is wonderful.
1: Oh, a couple stinkers here. Oh, this is going to be a, a... What if this was a, our first prank episode? And I've been thinking about this for oh, 11 seconds, but I think we could do a prank episode, and it could be like the world's... Because people love um, Jack Butt, which is what we talked about it in... Youth group in church, we'd have to call it that, but um, people loved that, but n- nobody's doing it right now. So we Especially
0: do- in an audio medium. Right,
1: and so that would be a fun challenge that we could solve for. It'd be a lot
0: of like, oh.
1: Yeah, so it'd be something like, oh, a, a lion is, got lost in the room like Jumanji, and it's attacking Rachel. <laughs> a lot of narration. <laughs> Make it, But you, we could do sounds too, so do like a noise if a lion was hurting you yeah and i'd be like get off my wife you prick just kidding it wasn't a lion it was just us the two of us uh make, make doing a make believe
0: you've been pranked
1: so that would be the first one and then we could do one of just like uh oh my butt and then we'd say something about my butt uh, something bad that happened to it um you're shaking your head no it's like yeah, you don't like the is, pranks um...
0: This is not what I signed up for.
1: Yeah, no, it's what nobody signed up for. But that's the greatest prank of all, isn't it? Life. <laughs> um, this is wonderful. This is a podcast where we talk about the things that we are very much in love with. Let's step it up, huh? We always talk about like, yeah, this is okay. This is pretty good. I want to step it up to full-blown in love with one Marriott forever. Ooh. Yeah, big love. It's new terms. Yeah, so we're going to step it up this week and just really love the ever-loving shit out of all the stuff that we talk about. And do you have any th- little things? And you don't have to love these as much, but small wonder?
0: Uh, can I part the curtain a little? Um, Griffin just sh- shook his head yes.
1: I was doing a burp. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kept it quiet. You didn't hear it, so you really can't be mad about it.
0: Um... Part of what is uh, great about doing this show is that every week I do a little investigating, okay, to find new things to talk about.
1: Rachel McElroy investigates. Yeah, what's wrong with this? Uh, the way the city's doing the power, we got to the bottom of why your bills are so crazy.
0: <laughs> and my small wonder is just that it's um, it's really great doing this show because it's gotten me back in touch with like. Things I kind of fell off of following, like, you know, music websites and news websites. And, sure. <laughs> you know, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, you're back on your beat. Yeah. On that Murphy Brown shit. Uh-huh. Was she in the news? What was Murphy Brown about? She was a broadcast journalist. Okay, see, got it. Yeah. And Designing Women, they that was designing. Yes. So, uh, My Small Wonder is this hoodie. And I know that's cheap because it's technically our merch, but they sent me a box, and I've never gotten a box of merch from the merch people before. But I got this hoodie, and it's an Adventure Zone hoodie. And regardless of what the brand is on it, is on it, it is the most comfortable hoodie I ever owned. Yes, I've worn like it for Griffin. like eight days yes, straight.
0: Yes, I, every time I see Griffin, he is now wearing this hoodie. Yeah, I'm on that Zuckerberg
1: shit, just baking my stink right into my hoods. <laughs> One time, I was traveling for work, and I was in a hotel elevator. And I may have told this story before, but these two middle-aged couples got in the elevator with me, and they were fancy folks, and they were joking about some friend of theirs who was wearing a hoodie, and said, who does he think he is, Mark Zuckerberg? And then they all had a good laugh about it, and then looked behind them <laughs> where I was standing in the corner of the elevator wearing, you know, an eight-day hoodie. And they waited until I got off the elevator, and I heard them laugh as the doors shut.
0: Oh, Griffin.
1: Didn't feel good about myself. But then that elevator fell to the ground, like a mission (laughs) impossible. And I said, now who's laughing? (laughs) I put the elevator shears away. I did four murders that night. (laughs) Who goes first?
0: I think it's me.
1: There's a way to check this. You go first this week.
0: Yay. Uh, So my first thing this week is a article that came out in the New York Times today, Called "Why You Should Stop Being So Hard on Yourself,"
1: <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> hey, Rachel, you're doing a really good job, Thank and you, you need for to,
0: commissioning this article. Girl. Yeah,
1: it was me. I, I hit up my contacts there. I said, "Stop writing fucking articles about how well dressed young Nazis are, and instead write an article <laughs> telling my wife that she's doing a very good job."
0: Uh, so the article is all about something they call self compassion. Uh, which is like
1: was a interesting. stroking? <laughs> I'll be stroking. All I want to do is talk about stroking, but, but we can't because we're doing um we're talking about New York Times. Well,
0: that can be your wonderful thing.
1: I don't know anything about stroking. Anyway.
0: Uh so it talks about how uh self-criticism can lead to uh just general like not just damaging mental health, but also kind of physical health problems. Um
1: Things, like, what? like Well,
0: things like chronic illness, and they can accelerate aging, because it's stimulating this inflammatory mechanism, which is something you hear about, like, children that are raised in really stressful environments, like it, it heightens this like inflammatory response, uh, this kind of fear and and adrenaline and it permanently impacts the way that they process things as they get older
1: you always bring stuff that makes me think my body is like this sentient organism (laughs) that i am only vaguely in control of
0: uh so here's so here's some interesting stuff okay uh so our brains equip us with a mechanism to monitor our mind and behavior and when we make mistakes, we are able to notice the mistakes. And in order to recover from what we identify as a mistake, we must first notice that a mistake has occurred. And so assigning this negative value can... Uh, kind of catch us up into this cycle of unhelpful rumination is what they say in the article
1: you if you start looking for mistakes and become convinced that everything is a mistake then
0: well that and also you start assigning like they said assigning value like this is a good behavior this is a bad behavior and then you become critical of your responses to things interesting um and this kind of self-criticism can lead to things like depression anxiety substance abuse uh, and decrease motivation and productivity. So what they say in the article is that self-compassion is the practice of being kind and understanding to ourselves. Uh, and this I thought was interesting. So Dr. Kristen Neff, who is an associate professor of psychology at UT Austin, uh, says that research shows that the number one barrier to self-compassion is fear of being complacent and losing your edge. And the research shows that's not true. Which I just thought like, that's really profound. Yeah, sure. Right? This idea of being kind to yourself is somehow just treading water or just accepting the status quo instead of pushing yourself to go farther. And that if you, if you really embrace who you are in the moment and accept your flaws, you're compromising this like,
1: Potential. Quality control. Yeah. yeah, I get in that loop real bad. Did you bring this because I get stuck in that loop real real bad, and may in <laughs> no. fact be in one right now? Is that why you're doing this? Is because I, I've been in a uh, you know a funk? No, I get I get in these creative funks. Well, I really yeah. do.
0: And this is and this is something that I know that you and I experience, and I think a lot of people do. Is just this idea that there's some inherent value in being hard on yourself.
1: Yeah, because if I if I start. If I'm not my critic, then yes. I'm not going to improve. Exactly. And the quality of my product is going to start slipping. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, for sure. There's a study from Berkeley that came out in 2016 that says that self-compassion led to greater personal improvement in part through heightened acceptance, and that focusing on self-compassion spurs positive adjustment in the face of regrets. So this idea that, like, oh, if, if I accept my faults... Uh, then I am not going to be progressing is actually not true. The, the pe- opposite. Yeah, is. the people that are more accepting of where they're at are more likely to achieve greater things.
1: Now, I feel like I do have a second voice inside me that's like, you know, you did an hour of work today. It was all right. <laughs> do you want to play Destiny 2 all day? And I'm like, fuck yeah, party voice, let's go. And the other <laughs> voice is like, you have to be critical of everything or else your work's going to slip. And it's like, I know, mm-hmm. but there's new stuff in destiny. <laughs> so I need a third voice. It's like, no, you, you, you should do some work, but don't freak out about it.
0: Well, yeah. And this is, this is the thing that comes up for me a lot is this idea of black and white of like either, or yeah. like in my intellectual life, I recognize there are shades of gray, but in my emotional life, I'm like, this is either good or bad. And yeah, I have to I choose. Uh, so here are some solutions. that okay. The article presents, um, one thing it says, just straightforward, is make the choice to treat yourself more kindly and think of it as letting go of self judgment, uh, going easier on yourself and practicing self compassion, uh, or whatever resonates most. And, and so this can happen through, um, things like meditation. Sure. Of learning to kind of hear those moments of doubt, but to not assign, you know, a great emphasis to them. Um, and there's also some ideas of, of in this article about how you could focus your energy on something external that you care about, which can help you establish perspective and a sense of meaning beyond yourself. So if you're volunteering or contributing to something larger that, that makes you feel good and makes you feel charitable, it, it will kind of help you break free of that self criticism. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because you have something that gives you value. Uh, and then this is something that, that I've been trying to do lately. Uh, that they said is important is make a deliberate conscious effort to recognize the difference between how you feel when you're caught up in self-criticism and how you feel when you can let go of it. And so there's a um, a doctor in this article that says uh, that's where you start to hack the reward-based learning system. That, because, what does that
1: mean, dog?
0: So a part of our brains called the Orbitofrontal cortex compares X versus Y. And if Y is more pleasurable or less painful, uh, our brains will learn to go with Y. So if you start recognizing, I feel better when I don't do this to myself, your brain will start to learn that that is the better Uh, behavior. Again,
1: real (laughs) uncomfortable with my brain making that decision. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, hey, brain, come on. I don't need that. I'll tell you what I need, brain.
0: I mean, ultimately, and this is, this is something that's really common sense when you think about it, is, is practice what it feels like to treat yourself as you might treat a friend. Yeah. You know, which is, is something that, that helps me a lot when I feel like I need to be doing more. Yeah. If I were talking to a friend in the same circumstance, I, I
1: I'm laughing because like I am so bad about like if my friend makes something and shows it to me, I am never the guy to be like, I don't know, man. It was pretty bad, and let me give you some <laughs> constructive criticism, because like I really, I am a hundred percent like it was the best thing I've ever seen in my whole <laughs> life.
0: Well, don't tell me that, because now I'm. Well, no, be you doubtful. only make
1: you only make good shit. Mm. Um, it's true. You're only I cranking think, out bangers.
0: I think one thing I've noticed about you is that you are very good at giving advice. Mm. Um, and I'm, and I'm not just plugging your podcast. I'm saying that you, well, that's
1: as, not a good example of that at all.
0: <laughs> at you as a person are a very sensitive, thoughtful listener. That's fair. And so I think it's, it's good to think about, you know, if, if I were to talk to myself in that same voice, what would I say?
1: Just don't ask me to like, give you some tips on your mixtape or something. Cause it'll just be like, it's the greatest thing I've ever heard ever. <laughs> uh, do you want to know my first thing?
0: Yes. A bagel, <laughs> <sniffs> we should really talk beforehand how we uh match up our topics. It's a bagel,
1: <laughs> gonna do, gonna do bagel. And I love this little toad man who's appeared. A, a
0: particular kind of bagel,
1: yeah, bagel, the round kind, bagel. Uh,
0: do you know him? No specific flavor,
1: all um. of them, yeah, bagel.
0: Like a savory or a sweet?
1: Yeah, bagel. You know it then.
0: I'm familiar with bagel, yes.
1: You know it's chimeric nature.
0: I I enjoy bagel also. This is the other round
1: bread that we like to eat for breakfast. And you may know about Donut. This is his sort of chewier, firmer, shinier friend. The bagel? Mm. It sounds like you know about the bagel. I know the bagel. Uh, The exact history of the bagel? A little bit vague. Ashkenazi Jewish communities were enjoying them in the 1600s. The first, yes. first mentions of the bagel were in Poland. Thank you, Poland. Thank you, Ashkenazi Jewish communities for this bagel because you ate them in 1600s and I eat them today and I have for a very long time. I'm, I'm weird about bread because I either want that shit Light and soft and fluffy and almost intangible cotton candy melt in your mouth. Or I want that shit to be a crossword puzzle for my teeth. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. I want to be able to work on it. Yes. Um, And I Ooh. love, yes.
0: Toasted or not toasted.
1: Almost always a little toasted. Okay. Not crispity, crunchity, yes, peanut buttery sometimes. <laughs> but not like burnt to a cinder and not, you know, raw dog. Um, I'm a big fan of how chewy these guys are. They taste good. You have to work hard to eat them more so than other breads. I think I just enjoy food that you have to work at like a peanut or a, um, I downed a whole bag of peanuts at that baseball game I went to Mm -hmm. last, or I guess a couple weeks ago now, just destroyed them. And it took me the whole baseball game and I finished and I was like, oh, game's done.
0: You like a crab leg too. I I love a
1: crab leg because that makes me feel like crawl the conqueror. Um, I also like... How shiny they are. It activates this caveman part of my brain that's like, ooh, it's shiny, like a precious coin. I have to eat that. <laughs> They're pretty to look at, aren't they? Because the shine, or maybe it's like an, uh, baked in egotism, ego, egoism, or mm-hmm. you can like, oh, if I get close enough to that bread, I'll see myself. I want to eat that right now.
0: That's the story of Narcissus, isn't it? That he stared too long into, into a
1: bagel. the bagel. And then he ate mm-hmm. his own arm off. Um, <laughs> that effect, if you know about bagels, maybe you don't. That effect, the shininess, the chewiness, the way that it gets that effect, other than it makes it different from other bread, is because of how they're cooked. You make the dough. You make it into a ring shape. You proof it for like... Four days, you prove it for a very long time, and you boil it in water, usually with some sort of additive like lye or baking soda, and you mm. get, you get that shit very soggy, and then you bake it.
0: It's like a soft pretzel.
1: Uh, it's very much like a soft pretzel, which I've made many times before. Yeah. I've never made a bagel, but I'm, I'm thinking you could
0: definitely. I think make I, think a I bagel. can make a
1: bagel. Um, I found uh, an article on website. <laughs> <laughs> I did not write down what website. Um, <laughs> it was a good one though. I think Bagel.com. It, it may have been the Times.
0: Bagel dot bagel.
1: It was the Times or the Dispatch or the Herald. One mm-hmm. of those, uh, that, the post. that explain about the boiling process, about the chemistry of it. It, uh, boiling it or poaching it rather, uh, pre-gelatinizes the starch in the dough, locking the liquid inside of it and expanding the interior. Uh, it's like flash frying a steak before grilling it to seal in the juices. The boiling also thickens the crust. Coppage which I guess this is a quote from it who works for the uh, culinary Institute of America says that it is essential to produce a more chewy bagel. And I'm sure that person has a first name, but I'll be <laughs> danged. <laughs> you were
0: so excited about bagel.
1: <laughs> <I was. laughs> so there's some interesting chemistry in here. You poach it. And it basically is like, uh, when I made that pot roast, I had to like sear it before I put it in the crock pot for six hours. Cause otherwise it would get all dry. You got to seal that shit in. And that's mm-hmm. what that does. It, It gets the, it expands the inside while hardening the outside.
0: God, I love a bagel.
1: Yeah, I know. They're good, right? Yeah. Um, so this is the, this whole process of making a bagel is really wild. And I wish I could go back to the first person who looked at their round dough and was like, No, you know what? (laughs) I know everyone's baking these things. I'm going to, I'm going to put it in this boiling water for a little bit. And then they did that for a few minutes and they took it out and they're like, uh oh, I fucked up. This is, this is nothing. It got all soggy and weird. I don't want to waste the dough though. So I am still going to try to bake this bad boy. And then they did and they're like, Oh, dunk. Never mind. This is good. It's a bagel. It's just weird to think about, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, maybe it was like a, like a sanitation thing of like, if we boil it, we know that we killed off. You know, the the bagel gremlins. and
1: Yeah, Jerry dropped his shoe in the dough. Damn it, Jerry, you dropped your shoe in the dough. You got your foot stink all over it. I better boil this dough before I bake it. Oh no, I made a bagel. Cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna be How rich. I hmm.
0: Hmm. Griffin, you would know. Are there bagels in the Bible?
1: Are there bagels in the Bible? No, I don't believe so. Okay. There is... Stuff about- There's un- bread. There's bread and, leavened and and the unleavened variety and manna from heaven, which that might have been bagels. <laughs> that might have been bagels. I don't know. That, that's sort of, that gives me sort of a cloudy with a chance at meatballs vibe, which I don't think the Bible or that movie were necessarily going for, <laughs> uh, but that could have been the case. Bagels. You have so many flavor options for the bagel itself. All of them are wonderful. I've never eaten a bagel and been like, this flavor of the bagel bread was no good, everything poppy seeds salt blueberry cinnamon raisin whatever i'm 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 down with it and then the toppings World's your oyster i do some peanut butter on there i do some cream cheese or you do what i used to do when i lived in chicago and what i had for breakfast for an entire fucking calendar year was cream cheese with banana slices on it every day Oh, that'll put you down for the count. Rachel did not like that. A
0: banana on top of cream cheese. I feel like we've talked about this before. And oh, you know it's my perfect. Feelings.
1: It is sweet, creamy, delicious treat.
0: Or if you want to go savory
1: route, lox, capers, egg, anything. You can do an open face. You can oh, do a my God. sandwich. A bagel sandwich. You do a sandwich. You can do whatever. It transitions day to night. Tasty, <laughs> creamy treat to savory <laughs> snack. It can be what you need when you need it. I could eat a bagel anytime, any day. I'm not going to do the Bagel Bites theme song, but if I dress it up correctly, I can have this bad boy whenever I want it, however I want it. And I have. I did today. I had a little elevated PB&J with bagel bread. Welcome, mm-hmm. welcome, welcome. Now you, I've let you into my house. This is my crib. So this is where the shoes go. And over here, I've just made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for myself out of bagel bread. I'm 31 years old and I have a child.
0: Can I tell you? Can I tell you? This is a little insight into marriage for those of you that are not married.
1: That'll leave the peanut butter out. Ah, nuts.
0: Ah, I came home and there was a knife in the sink with some peanut butter.
1: (laughs) Okay. So there was something I did bad.
0: Well, no, it wasn't that you did it bad. It was just I saw that knife with the peanut butter on it, and I knew. Griffin had a bagel today.
1: Mm. Yeah, sorry for all the gulping noises. I'm drinking water. Uh, I drink a lot of water uh, for health. but <laughs> And I eat a lot of bagels for health, too. So I guess you could say I'm a real fitness nut. So can I steal you away, please? I think you did that last week.
0: No, last week I did like a chicken noise or like a oh yeah
1: you're right um here's an
0: idea okay
1: and you let me know if you like it or not let's just kiss each other from mic and we'll make low or make descending (laughs) tones
0: what if we just like kiss our hands
1: i don't that'd be embarrassed and also my hand still smells like pizza from the other day (laughs) yeah i know rachel i swear to god i've taken like six showers (laughs) since then and i wash my hands You know, several times a day, every time I go to the B room or I touch something gross, this, I don't, it's like I got a stink tattoo. I swear to God, (laughs) it will not come off. Um,
0: All right. I'm going to kiss my hand then.
1: Okay. Okay. I got jealous. (laughs) Damn it. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks.
0: Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that?
1: Well, first of all, it would be
0: To get 50% off, I have a Jumbotron. Okay, let her rip. This message.
1: Blast off.
0: This message is for Joe Roland. It is from Kelly Roland. Hell yeah. I am so glad that I get to spend the rest of my life goofing and laughing with you. Thank you for taking me from American Idol to Destiny's Child. (laughs) I love you.
1: (laughs) Wait, was her last name Clarkson before? That has to be what it is. No, right? Kelly
0: Rowland is, is a member of Destiny's Child.
1: Right. But she said, thank you for taking me from American Idol to Destiny's Child. I think that her last name used to be Clarkson, right? Kelly Clark. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Now we're in the same bit together. Interesting. Yes. What if his name was Justin Guarini? That would, then the joke wouldn't make sense, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yours was better. I tried to punch up your shit, uh, listener, but you did a better job than I did. So, so there. <laughs>
0: This next message is for Jade Charrington. It is from Parker Thompson. Jade, you are the love of my life. You are the most wonderful, kind, beautiful girl I've ever met. And you make me feel like the luckiest guy in the whole world. Thank you so much for all the ways you have changed my life. I'm so glad I met you. Thanks to the brothers in Smooch Island, the McElroy dating group. Island magic is real. Did I know this existed? I'm guessing it's a Facebook spinoff group. For dating? I have my own Christian mingle? Called Smooch Island. Fuck yes! This changes everything for me. <laughs> well, I don't know that you get a say in who pairs up on Smooch Island, Griffin.
1: I want to, though. I want to do my own little Tomodachi life sort of situation where I'm like, you know, this week it's just farmers. <laughs>
0: That's originally what that was going to be called.
1: Yeah, this week's it's just farmers. (laughs) This week, just Christians here on Christian Mingle. Uh, Hey, quick note about the Jumbotrons. They are about to go on sale again uh, for our podcast, but we're doing them in kind of a new way for a few of our shows. Uh, Jumbotrons, if you've ever tried to buy one before, they sell out extremely quickly, which is not us bragging as much as sort of explaining a serious programming issue we've run into in the past. So, uh, because of high demand, which actually crashed the MaxFun servers last time, uh, this time we are actually raffling off uh, Jumbotron slots starting May 24th. Listeners can head to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron Raffle to enter raffles to purchase one of the limited Jumbotron spots on, uh, on both Wonderful and the Adventure Zone. Uh, they are estimated to run in the latter half of the year and the raffle closes on June 14th. Again, it is MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron Raffle. I know that it sounds weird enter a raffle to buy a Jumbotron, uh, but we have tried a lot of different ways to, uh, to, to, you know, make sure that people get the the jumbotron spots that they want, but the the demand has far outstripped the supply because we only do a couple of these per per episode of the show. So, so we're going to try doing it this way and uh, and see if it it you know keeps keeps the the website from exploding.
0: Yeah, and it, and it keeps you from having to be at your computer at a specific time. Competing with a bunch of online traffic, hopefully.
1: Yes, and losing because, you know, your frickin' dad picked up the phone to call his football (laughs) friends.
0: Oh my gosh. Damn it. Are you... Too young to remember Gilep? No.
1: Okay. Am I too young to be playing EverQuest, like about to take down the boss of, of you know, Crushbone and like killing it with all my best friends online? And then my freaking dad picks up the phone to call his football friends and the game it dis- is destroyed? No, oh Rachel, gosh. I'm not too young. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Am I too young to be playing The Sims online and I'm about to buy a parcel of, all of them are sort of MMO based now that I think <laughs> about it. The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Lori Metcalf, Felicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Anna Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kieran Shipka, Ed Week, Zack Knight, and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Jennifer Varney, and <laughs> and many more. Listen at maximumfun.org, iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Hey, what's your second thing?
0: My second thing is actually an artist that you mentioned last week.
1: Okay, so Rachel messaged me and was like, "Hey, if you want to listen to this artist, I don't know if you you know about them or not, but you know, you can you <laughs> can does? educate yourself about the about their music before uh, before I talk about it on this oh, episode." This and I was like, "Oh, yeah, thank you. Let me see. Oh. Okay. So go ahead.
0: Well, you talked about several artists last I week. I did. And to be fair, I hadn't heard of most of them. Sure. But then it it burrowed into my brain. Yes. And uh, I rediscovered yes. snail mail.
1: Well, let me also say, I was inches away from bringing the roaches this week, which I also talked about during that segment. <laughs> so it would have been fun to do like a little spin-off episode yeah. just about that one segment that I did on the show. The roaches are fucking fantastic, by the way. I'm obsessed with them now. Anyway, snail mail, though, is also extremely good.
0: So snail mail's first... Full length album is coming out June eighth on Matador Records. It's going to be called Lush. Uh, what did
1: they have before? Just a little, little EP? EP. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, the lead singer Lindsay Jordan is only eighteen. Holy years old. shit! Yeah. Did you know
1: that we have a listener who played bass on that EP? Oh no! I didn't. Yeah. They oh, cool. uh, they tweeted at us uh, the the week that we talked about it, and uh, I don't think they're uh, they're no longer with the band, I believe, but they played bass on that album, and they're like, yeah, a band fucking shreds. So I'm sorry that I didn't get your name, but that's very cool that you listen and great. Hey, great fucking slapping, bro. <laughs> great slaps, bro. Um, you don't shred a bass, right? No. You fucking pound it. Playing bass, bass has got to be violent, you know? I brutalized the, that four string.
0: I don't like that. Snail
1: Mail though, is a great band.
0: Yes. So, uh the lead singer has been playing guitar since she was 5 years old. Jesus. Uh her EP came out when she was like a sophomore junior in high school.
1: The one that I talked about a song from last. Yeah.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, she used to have to get like notes from her principal to perform at things like <laughs> South by Southwest.
1: And like bars are like yeah. out of out of the question.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, the songs off of the new album that have already been released are Heatwave, Pristine, and Let's Find Out. Uh, and I wanted to play a little bit from Pristine. Yeah,
1: let's play a little bit right now. So-
0: So she did an interview in Fader recently about the song Pristine, and she said, Pristine is really pathetic. I was kind of making fun of myself in a way because I was getting so enveloped in this one love interest, and it was almost ridiculous. The chorus is obnoxiously melodramatic. I tried to put that extreme, oh my God, if you don't love me back, I'm going to die feeling that you have, but you don't want to outwardly express because it's embarrassing. Um. So, some of the lyrics from this song uh, are, uh, don't you like me for me, is there any better feeling than coming clean, and I know myself, and I'll never love anyone else. That um, is
1: very, yeah.
0: <laughs> I I love it, like, this may surprise you to know that I was kind of a moody teen. No. And then I continued to be kind of a moody 20-something. Yeah. Uh and I would say I'm a less moody thirty something. Yeah. No. I still have moody inclinations. Oh, for sure. Um
1: but I mean that's like that's why we work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but her her songs kind of remind me a little bit of like Rylo Kylie and Best Coast.
1: Best Coast is what? That, yes, I think I like it even better than I, I, again, like I discovered this band because that's Spotify and you can like chart it. And then you sent this to me like, Hey, I'm going to talk about this. And I listened to more of their music today. And I was like, fuck me. This is so good. This yeah. is very good. And it's not like anything else I listen to, but like I love, I, I just think it's so very, very like well made and very good music. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, she said in a New York Times interview recently, um, she was talking about how, you know, that she's still kind of a, a dramatic teen. And she says, I have a lot of self-awareness and not a lot of shame, which I think is kind of the best combination for an artist. Yeah, for sure. Um So, yeah, so I was just really excited to kind of discover this band Um Obviously Griffin discovered them first.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter who discovered them.
0: But I'm excited about the new full length album too. Yeah, for sure. That is coming out very soon. And she's doing uh with her band, she's doing a big old tour uh over the next few months.
1: I can't believe she was a like middle high schooler, like a not even like a senior high schooler, yeah. but like a, you know, a uh, 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 junior varsity high schooler when she put that when they when they put that EP out that's wild to me
0: yeah she started playing in bands I think right when she was like 15 years old playing guitar at five
1: is like some America's Got Talent shit yeah. that's like to me that's the pinnacle I guess of prodigy <laughs> is if you get on the
0: America's Got Talent
1: yeah um do you want to know my second thing yes it's also a music thing this one is for an artist who you might know of, listener, and Rachel, named
0: Louis Zong. Yeah, that's our cover art.
1: Louis Zong made the cover art for our show. And he did not say you can use the art if you talk about my music on the show. In fact, I DM'd (laughs) him and I was like, are you cool? Is it going to be weird if I talk about your music? Because I genuinely do listen to it uh, a whole, whole lot because it gives me vibes that i now actively seek out i listen to other music and i'm like i need some good vibes and i go look at louis zong's music uh if, if you're not familiar with with louis he is an illustrator an animator he uh he made our cover art he has made so many beautiful beautiful pieces of of art that you can find online across his various social media presences he has this very unique kind of like dreamy style um he has done uh he's done art for uh, uh posters for us before he has made a bunch of Mabim bam animations which like never fail to oh my god those are so up. good uh he also works on we bear bears as uh like a storyboard writer I um, love
0: that show so much It
1: is a fucking phenomenal show uh, that I adore um and he's he's sort of a renaissance man cuz he does all of this you know visual art that is all very very uh just like incredible but what I've really been listening to a lot lately is his music because I, I don't really know how to like describe my aesthetic, but Louis's music kind of fits into it exactly. A lot of it is. Um, a lot of his like albums, which you can all find on his his bandcamp, are themed around like various ideas. There's one called Levels, which is a soundtrack to an imaginary video game that doesn't exist. There's one called uh The Atom, which is the soundtrack to an imaginary physics education film. Uh there's one called Dogs, D-A-W-G-Z, which is all about dogs. Uh there's albums like dedicated to different like environments. And moods like road, meadow, land, and space.
0: I listened to some of Levels and Dogs today, and it's just like these little short upbeat songs that are yes. just like delightful to listen to.
1: I think I like how, um, uh, like soundtracky they are. Like that, yeah. I, I enjoy. I enjoy sound uh, music that sounds like soundtracks to things that aren't actually extant, which I know, like I'm saying specifically the thing that Louis has done here. But like when I listen to like the Jurassic Park soundtrack, I listen to it and I'm like, oh, this is Jurassic Park. If I hear music that sounds like it could be the soundtrack to something but isn't already, then my mind starts trying to develop what that thing is and like what oh. the scenes would look like that that music underscores. Be really
0: good for you creatively.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's how I like it's how I write my own music for like Adventure Zone. Is yeah. I like, think of the scene that I want and then I like try to create a soundtrack for it, which I. Jesus Christ, that was the most, like, obvious thing ever. But that's that's the kind of music that yeah. i also really, like, enjoying listening to, and that uh, describes a lot of Louis' body of work. He's just so fucking talented that it's wild... Uh, the number of instruments that he plays and the variety of genres that he dabbles in. Um, the stuff that I really love are his songs that are just chill as fuck, and these are the <laughs> vibes that I was talking about earlier. And I want to play a few uh, clips. He has an album called Water that is just, uh, in his words, a concept album about H two O atmospheres, and the whole album's just so pretty. It sounds like like background music of like a water level in a very good, like modern video game with these, uh, just like really, really pretty piano runs. This is a song called waterfall music. Uh, it's got these like blissful transportive arpeggios and this dainty little slide guitar in the background. This is, this is waterfall music. hear that and I just start thinking like what that waterfall looks like.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that is very chill and very atmospheric.
1: Um, atmospheric was the word I was trying to think of when I said soundtracky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, there's an album called Acoustic and uh, I want to play a song off that called Hey There. Um, and a lot of his music is electronic, but this, this album is obviously all acoustic instruments and it really showcases his talents, um, not just that he can play all of these different instruments this one has like it's got like guitars in it obviously it's got uh like pretty accordion or some sort of accordion like reed instrument in there there's a kalimba like thumb piano situation happening in there uh this is a little bit of hey there And then he has a song uh, called Voice that is just this nice electric piano and drum loop under these really, really gentle audio samples. It's so peaceful and cool and it just like, it chills me right out. About that last song is, I found it because he just tweeted out like a video of the project as he was working on it in his like music software he was working on, which is something he does a lot. Just tweets out videos of him noodling around with music, uh, and it's 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 very impressive like how much stuff like this he puts out. But what's great is like it pops up in my timeline, and I never use Twitter hardly at all anymore. Um, but when I do. And I see something pop up from Louie that's like, here's a nice little chill little tune. It just feels like, you know, I found a little flower in a parking lot Aww, or something. You know what I mean? Nice. It's because it's the the parking lot is a bunch of bad shitty tweets. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The parking uh-huh. lot is hot because yes. the sun's been shining down on it. I do. And there's glass all over and bad things mm-hmm. everywhere. But then there's like a little chill little flower like, hey, bud, here's some strumming. Doom, It sounds better than that, though. Uh, do you want to hear some submissions?
0: Yes.
1: Here's one from Allison who says, one thing that I find wonderful is cottonwood season, where the air is constantly filled with fluffy white seed pods. It looks like snow and makes everything feel like a fairy tale.
0: Is this what we That's we've seen? what that shit is. Yes. We have an area, like an intersection near our house that is always full of these. I thought it was bad pollen, but yeah. I guess
1: it's uh, friendly cottonwood. it was cottonwood.
0: like dandelion- like, whatever those things are called, I thought it was
1: just snow, but hot snow <laughs> that happens when it's a hundred degrees outside. So I called the like science people, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, you got to get down here it's It's the wildest thing, it's the hot snow. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did. and uh, wasted. That
0: explains all the ice you put in our microwave trying to make hot snow.
1: Yeah, I thought I could recreate it, but I couldn't. And I wasted all the science people's time and government money. <laughs> uh, Allie says, my wonderful thing recently is the peacocks that live on a farm across from where I work. Sometimes I get to see them in their yard singing the song of their people, which makes it <laughs> hard for me to be mad at them when they're walking across the road and making me late for work. I've seen the the friendly peacock at. Uh, a few farms before, back when I lived in a place that was pretty close to farms. Um I hate to bang this drum week after week, but what service are they providing to the farm? Is the peacock doing <laughs> something there that I don't, and I hate to bang this drum, but it's like, What's the function here?
0: There is so much about farms we don't know, Griffin.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But are we eating these things, eggs or meat, or do their feathers produce some sort of healing property if maybe mixed with they, a particular herb? Maybe they
0: eat small pests.
1: Yes, now that I believe. I'm not saying they have to have a function. They can just be a little farm eye candy, little mm. little, little treat for the taste for the visual taste buds you know you're looking around a farm you're like poop poop mud corn Mm -hmm. hello big beautiful bird Mm
0: -hmm.
1: nothing wrong with that just doesn't seem very practical
0: uh do you want to do that again so people can use it as their ringtone
1: yeah sure well hello you big beautiful bird
0: here we go david
1: you have a text message (laughs) I can just do one of those for everybody real quick if you want. No, no, let's move on. Paula, your let's, dad's calling. Let's move on. Uh, here's one from Emily. who says, Something I have found wonderful today is riding the plane train between concourses at the airport. Due to various shenanigans, I've been stuck in the Atlanta, Georgia airport for the last eight or so hours. Uh, this cute rhyme and listening to wonderful, thank you, are the only things keeping me sane right now. Uh, the plane train, I enjoy. I've been stuck in many in airports and... Felt that urge to get on the plane train and, uh, you know, see what the airport has to offer. Hey, anyway, let me teach you with this, though. Train plane. So if you're taking uh, trains across the country. Oh, man. You could get on a small plane.
0: And what's the deal with those little bags of peanuts? They're so they hard to open. They would be so
1: <laughs> small on the train plane, though. Like, you don't understand how small these peanut bags would be. You're so disappointed in me. <laughs> Anyway, that's a good joke about the train plant, <laughs> and this is the last bit of the episode. So thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song "Money Won't Pay." You can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to Max Fun.
0: Hey, yeah, Max Fun. Max Fun. Thank you, MaximumFun.org, for hosting our show.
1: <laughs> MaximumFun.org. They've got all my favorite podcasts and many other Davey, podcasts. Davy Jones's Ugh. Squawker. Like is,
0: can I pet your dog? Can I pet your parrot? And Ono oh Ross and Carrie.
1: Ardo. Ross and Carrie. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, this is all on ma- maximumfun.org is the joke. I could do one for pretty much all the shows on the network. Bullseye, I hit you with my cannon. <laughs> you know? Bullseye, can't I hit him a uh, direct cannon blast. It would be that one?
0: If you want to listen to other McElroy podcasts, you can find them at McElroyShows.com. Yeah, yeah. Not ARG.
1: No, no, we're not an organization. We're a commercial business for money. And I think that's it. Um, So do you want me to keep doing my uh, really good pirate podcast joke, or do you want to do something else for outro?
0: Uh, Why don't you give me what you would call Jordan Jesse Go?
1: Captain Jesse's gold. I think Jordan gets the short end of the stick in that arrangement, but he'd get a share of the booty if you know what I'm saying. No, I'm talking about actual pirate gold. Anyway, bye.
0: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Podcasts. 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 Podcasts.
1: (laughs) They're audio programs that (laughs) tell smart stories
0: in innovative ways using editing techniques like like this. this. Like this.
1: Like this. this. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in.
0: It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes or MaximumFun.org.